Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, Fancy Stats, and General Shenanigans. It is June 3rd, and this is our 74th podcast. Woo! Which we actually checked this time, because we got the numbering off, and then we fixed it, and it was a thing. But yeah. A whole thing. It was a whole thing. And... This is the first time that I am podcasting in my new house from an actual chair, not the couch. Wow! I'm very I didn't know you it. had an actual chair. I didn't until today. Where did you get this actual chair? Craigslist, actually. <laughs> nice. Where is it in your house? By my new table. Where is this table? So, um... You've been in my house before, so I've got the couch, right? And yes, then... I helped you hang a light in your kitchen. Yes, you did. I worked in your house. <laughs> uh, you have left your mark on our house, on my house. I have. Um, so I like that you called it our house. I, I, I did. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> What's mine is yours, Marin. What's mine is yours. We're podcast Excellent. married. Excellent. <laughs> um. So I've got my couch right in the living room, which is kind of like a floating couch. And then over to the right, when you were here, I had a shit ton of crap, like just you did. Like boxes and stuff. Well, I got all of that cleared out last weekend. And uh, then my table, which is a drop leaf table, arrived yesterday and I put it together. And so now I have a tiny little table that's uh, actually, it's only like 17 inches deep with wow. the leaf down. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like the perfect size for my tiny little house. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And then uh, I found these chairs on Craigslist, which are a little beat up, but I got four of them for 40 bucks, so you can't really... Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that, and I can recover the seats and, you know, doctor up the stain, and it'll look really nice. Nice. Awesome. So Good I'm very job. excited. Very excited about that. What are you doing with your sunroom? Uh, that's going to be the office eventually. So I will eventually be podcasting from the sunroom. So, like, stay tuned for that development. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I've got an actual desk that'll go in there once I'm finished painting, which I am almost finished painting the cabinets. So currently I have it set up to be kind of a um, makeshift sawhorse in the back room, <laughs> which is why the desk isn't put together. I mean, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, so... We're working on it. We're working on it. Things are coming together, finally. Excellent. It's very good. Things are also starting to come together for the Dallas Stars. Uh, I mean, yes. In a sense. Are we talking about Todd Nelson? We are. We are, in okay. fact, transitioning right into that topic seamlessly. In that was perfect. The coaching staff is starting to come together for Dallas. I mean, I am excited about the idea of Todd Nelson because okay hang on we're talking I'm, gonna, about, what? I'm gonna pause you real quick because okay. we have a question about this Ooh, what's the question uh, driving girl asks are we excited about Todd Nelson <laughs> yes yes <laughs> what do we yes. need to know about this feller Okay, so my favorite thing to know about Todd Nelson is that um, what, what was that exact quote that he gave I need to google this Keystroke sounds, keystroke sounds. Keystroke sounds, keystroke sounds, sorry. Oh, <laughs> so he did a, he did an interview with um, Craig Custance of the at, at, Athletic. I almost, I want to say the Atlantic every time, and I Me know that's too. wrong. So anyway, he did an interview with, with Craig Custance of the Athletic and called his coaching philosophy, quote, jam it down their throat, unquote. And... <laughs> I personally am fucking delighted by this. Like, I think that's a great philosophy of coaching. Like, because what he means when he says that is that he is, and none of his teams are ever going to be teams that turtle up when they have a lead. None of, like, his teams will not stop. They will not say quit. They will not be like, oh, we've scored 16 times. That's too many. We should stop now. Like, and whether this is true or not, that's certainly a perception of the stars is that, like, they turtle up when they get a lead, and they can't turtle up because they're not good enough to turtle up. So, like, relentless. Keep going. So, I mean, like, that idea, coupled with, like, what I've been hearing from Monty, uh, Jimmy Monty, um, 
is like the idea that they're they're very focused on the attack and keeping going and all that rather than like (laughs) it's just philosophy of like let's just play a trap game it'll be great one nothing is the best game in hockey yeah false so like i mean that that in and of itself is exciting to me and like i feel like that's something to know about todd nelson um he actually did some relatively good things with the barons when he was there um he had i was i was looking him up for like the news that i wrote the dbd news article about the fact that they were talking about hiring him and like (laughs) every time Every time he moves to a team, they fucking win the championship the next year. <laughs> like, he's actually not, I mean, like, I, and he wasn't the head coach of that, but, like, all the time he was the assistant coach a lot. But, like, either way, like, his teams do pretty well. The, the His one, like, kind of flub was Edmonton, but, like, what was anybody going to do with anything there? What? He, he was coming in after the Dallas Eakins experiment, which sucked. And, like, what was anybody going to do? This was before the, this was before Connor McDavid, who isn't doing, like, what everyone expected him to do there anyway. So, like, because what people were expecting was that he would literally carry the team on his back, right? So he's not I mean, actually... He trying. He's trying. You know, honestly, like, the worst part about Edmonton right now is how they're actually making me feel sorry for him. And it makes me angry. <laughs> It makes me so angry. Like I'm really glad that we have progressed off of like like Marin just hates Connor McDavid in every state to Marin hates that Connor McDavid makes her feel feelings about Connor McDavid. That the, yes, yes. Like I it makes me mad. It makes me so mad. Like I do not want to feel these feelings <laughs> at all. It's a load of bullcrap. <laughs> I just looked him up today cuz I I mean I knew um I knew he was actually one of the people that a lot of people thought would be in the running for head coach, but yes. I hadn't actually gotten a chance to really read up on him before they hired Montgomery, so I was like, ah, no worries, I don't need to read up on him. Um, but I thought it was really funny that when I was looking him up today, I was like, oh, he was the coach of the Oklahoma City Bears when Marin was a big Oklahoma City Bears fan. <laughs> yeah, this girl knew Todd Nelson. <laughs> So uh, I thought that was a, a lovely little coincidence. Yeah, no, I think he'll be really good. Um, and I think um, the one thing that somebody had pointed out, and I forget who it might have been, Brandon Worley or, or one of the other big Stars fans on Twitter, uh, is that with Todd Nelson, with Jim Montgomery, and with Stu Barnes behind the bench, that's like 51 games of NHL head coaching experience. <laughs> I love it. Total. And yeah, I'm really wondering, like, so they were going to hire one more coach, it sounds like. And there was, like, maybe there was some, I guess the point of saying that there was a lot of green people behind the bench was that maybe they'll hire a more veteran person. But I really don't know if that's something they're looking to do. Because Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I haven't really, I haven't seen a lot of insider information on what kind of what they're looking for for that last, like, coach. Me either. But, um, I mean, you kind of have to wonder what they're going, which direction they're going to go, because it really could go a bunch of different ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think they could want somebody a little more seasoned to hold down that last spot. They could want somebody just as green as the rest of them so that like, they're not stuck in ideas. Like who knows, who knows how this is going to go. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what makes me the most excited about next season that like, even if it's a shit show. Even if it's a shit show. It'll have, be an exciting shit show. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't predict anything. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. This could work. This could fail miserably. This could be in the middle. Like, I think I think no matter what happens, we're going to get some exciting hockey. And that's what I'm really here for is, like, even when the Stars were good last season, like, in that January spot when they started winning all those games, it was just kind of dull. Yeah. And... I'm not. That's not the kind of hockey I like to watch. That's no. not the kind of hockey I like to watch. No, because Hitch coaches boring ass hockey, and he was like, I've never seen him not coach boring ass hockey, and he coached boring ass hockey when he was here. So, not not excited. I wasn't. I was happy that it was working, 
I'm happy that he made our defense better. But on the whole, I am so glad that he was a one-year experiment. Mm-hmm. Even if that year meant another year that Jamie Benn does not get to be a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, no. I, I think, I think, I'm really, I'm just, I'm like, I, it's so hard to do a podcast about this because I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. I don't need, I can't, I can't even make like a reasonable take. I can't make a hot take. I can't make a cold take. I can't make a take on this because I just have no clue what's about to go down. It's very exciting. So, speaking of things that are maybe exciting... How are we feeling now that the Stanley Cup final has started? Vegas versus Washington. Did it start? They've played two games. Three games. Who's winning? Well, so here's my thing. Because I know last podcast, we are both like, ugh, neither one, neither one. And I found myself, as the game one puck dropped, not that I watched it, but I, you know, I was around actively wanting one team to win. Was that one team the um, Capitals? It was. I had a feeling. (laughs) Only terrible people. (laughs) I mean, not actually. Wow, that's rude. Uh, (laughs) You just shamed yourself. (laughs) What do you mean I shamed myself? Oh, just now? Telling me I'm <laughs> yeah, I just changed myself. I feel bad after saying that out loud. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine looking at the entire NHL and being like, you know, who needs to win is that team that just started this year and has Jen Jackal. That's that's who should win. That's that's going to be good for this sport. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I guess I guess in the grand scheme of things, I am happy that. People from Vegas are having fun. I'm happy that there are people who are like, yay, Vegas, and whatever. I just cannot be one of them. I can't. I'm not going to. I refuse. I, I also like- can't get excited about the Capitals. I, like, I know, I, I did not actually know there, were, there had already been three games. And I only know the outcome of one of those games. But I just am like. The Caps are up 2-1, just so you know. Okay, see, and I just aggressively don't care. Like, it's aggressive how much I don't care. Like, my, my, my like, apathy is, like, taking names. <laughs> I mean, it just... I, I wish I could be one of those people that it just, like, I'm just in it for the good hockey. I just want to watch a fun game. No, I'm not fucking one of those people. <laughs> I never have been. And so, like... Fuck all of y'all, is all I'm saying. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on my apathy is here to take names. <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> no. I'm just like imagining apathy walking into a bar and somebody being like, what do you want to drink? Whatever, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep, no, that's, that's really pretty much what my apathy is doing. And also, go fuck yourself. Also, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, my... Yeah. I just... It's... I just don't care. I just don't care. Okay. So here, I guess, we should talk about this. Because there was apparently some quote-unquote, and I am making finger quotes, controversy about uh, the Vegas pregame show. I didn't watch it. I haven't either. But I mean, I, I saw a little bit on, like, YouTube. Um... Vegas does, obviously, an over-the-top Vegas-style pregame show with a knight out on the ice battling another guy who's, you know, vaguely supposed to represent the other team. You know, kind of thing. Was it a dude in a Donald Trump uniform? Uh, Uniform outfit? No. That's too bad. I don't know if they do that because it's owned by a billionaire. Yeah, no, it was a joke. Okay, but I'm just saying, like... They probably wouldn't do that now. They probably wouldn't do that. Here's just a gentle reminder. All of your sports teams are owned by billionaires. They don't give a fuck about you. And are probably pro-Trump. And in fact, most hockey players are pro-Trump as well. Because they are millionaires and have a high school level education. That said, there were many... uh, I feel like sports writers is a very loose term here. 
who were upset about the pageantry of the Vegas pregame show in the Stanley oh Cup my final. Ser- it's fucking Vegas. <laughs> what were you expecting? It is. Have you seen what Vegas looks like? That's so dumb. That is so dumb. They have a fucking replica Eiffel Tower. But I. That is the least of it. They have a replica Eiffel Tower. They have a replica everything. They have, like. You can see their city from space. Like, of course. Of course it was a pageantry. Of course it was over the top and ridiculous. That is literally the definition of Vegas. What is wrong with you? Stop making me defend Vegas! <laughs> First, Connor McDavid. Now, the Golden Knights. Who else can we get Marin to defend that she hates on this show? I hate everyone! That's true. Uh, so we do actually have a question. Oh my god, did you see earlier this week? <laughs> Where... Where the boy who shall not be named was surprised that I called myself salty. Yes. I was like, wait, have we been talking for more than five minutes or not? <laughs> I feel like we need a better nickname for him than boy who shall not na- be named because it makes him sound like Voldemort. Okay. This is a nice person that we like, but we don't want to like call him out on the podcast. Because, Let's call hey. him Mal because Mal is the name of his D&D character. <laughs> Mal. That also means bad. I know, but it's... Okay, I'm well, just saying. I'm just saying. That I'm just saying. Mal, from the Latin, bad. I know. We've all seen Firefly. <laughs> and or also, I know what the word malpractice means. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I mean, we could also go with his new uh, D&D character, whose name is Rakar. <laughs> which would you No, prefer? we're going to go with that with Mal. We're sticking with Mal. <laughs> you would say that, which is why I went with Mal in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, so Mal, who is apparently the most forgiving? I don't know, like, understanding? Uh, Marin got labeled not salty. (laughs) I got labeled not salty, which uh, was a first for me. Like, at some point, Marin is probably going to end up with a tattoo of a salt shaker on her body. Yes, that is absolutely true. No, that really is literally happening at some point. (laughs) I need it, like burning. <laughs> like salt in a wound. <laughs> uh, yeah. And somebody didn't see it. I mean, I clearly... So literally, when I saw that text from you, I almost... Because I know him as well. Though this would have been weird. It would have been weird. No, I, no, no. I literally almost went on a Facebook and be like, listen, I know this sounds weird. But I need you to do this for me. Next time you see Marin in person, ask her how she feels about Connor McDavid. <laughs> it took all of my willpower not to do it, but I didn't. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. I'm remembering this, even if it happened. I'm remembering forever. I didn't do it. I, I shamed myself <laughs> into not doing it. Wow. <coughs> you're you're lucky you shamed yourself into not doing it, because I would have flown up to Colorado just to kick your ass. <laughs> and also enjoy some lovely 75 degree weather. Oh, God, stop. It is so hot in my condo that I can't not wear a bra. Uh, oh, no. What part of my flesh to touch any other part of my flesh because it instantly becomes a, like, just a sweat pool. Oh, God, I don't miss Texas. I don't miss Texas. I don't miss Texas. Anyway, it's we do disgusting. have a reader question about Vegas versus Washington. Uh, so Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, uh, Pat Sajak, Wilby, did, announce the lineups of uh, Wheel of Fortune style for game three. Really? That's funny. Yeah, they really did that. After, like, all the pageantry and stuff of Vegas, um, they got, like, billion stars there and whatever. 
this was their the Capitals' response for Game Three was Pat Sajak. Uh, what gimmick would you use? What should the Stars do? Um, I mean, my fir- my first thought is an auctioneer. <laughs> <laughs> But since nobody would understand that at all, um, my second thought is uh, like announcing each each starting lineup like rodeo style, <laughs> like giving their height and weight and like <laughs> number of cowboys they've bucked off and shit like that. Like that that would be my that would be my suggestion. Uh, I just had a thought. So, uh, the script spelling bee just happened, and the uh, winner was a boy from the DFW area, and not only was the winner Karthik uh, Nimani, I'm sure I said that wrong, I'm sorry, from the DFW area, but so was number two and number three on Impressive. that list. I feel like it should be done spelling bee style, since that is apparently the only thing the DFW area can actually win at. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Use Roussel in a sentence. <laughs> Just went totally Roussel on that guy. Tried to stiff me. He's uh, not even going to be on this team next year. Do you really think he's not going to be on the team next year? Has I like come out and said like I'm going to go test UFA waters and everything? I haven't. Um, no, he hasn't come out and said that. I just, I just don't think he's going to be back. But who knows? I feel like he could be back. He I could like be. All depends on the amount of money he's going to take. So Matt Cain does a ton of stuff with predicting salaries, and he's pretty damn good at it. Um, he uses a model with all sorts of variables and stuff like that. Um, he's not particularly good at predicting term, but no one is at the moment because that's hard to guess. Like there's, it's very random, honestly, how mm-hmm. the term gets assigned. Um, but from a dollar value standpoint, he's been quite good. And uh, he has Roussel going for about two point five million a year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to to like two point two five, which is about he was at like two, I think, this past couple of years. Which So I wouldn't be surprised if he could stick around, because he's not going to cost very much more than he does, I don't think. But I do think that um, Greg Pattern's gone. I think he's probably going to get snapped up by somebody else willing to pay him too much money. I mean, good for him. Go yeah, somewhere. totes. Like, like get, your, get your cash, guys. Like, don't, don't ever me saying that he, somebody's making too much money is a bad thing for the player, because I'm on yeah. the player's side. It's just teams do have to be cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. What would be the worst na- hockey name to give somebody to spell? Oh. Aren't there some terrible... Like, there's a... I don't even know how to say it. Hang on. Marsha Salt. Oh, Marsha So. Is that how, I don't know how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, right? Jonathan Marsha So? Uh-huh. On yeah. the um, Golden Knights. Would be terrible. I think Vasilevsky is the one for me. Because it's an I-Y at the end. And I always miss that I. I think an untrained person would miss that I. I mean, honestly, anything... I, would, I wouldn't be good at Hellebuck. Oh, I man, would, that one is I hard. would be... Spell Bufflin. <laughs> Do you know it the only thing ever how to say how to spell Bufflin is by breaking it down into by fug Lian. Yep. That's the only way I remember. Because otherwise, there's no fucking way that word looks like Bufflin. Yeah, like, no. What the fuck? So, or like anything that has an accent or a weird thing over the end. When I say weird thing, I just mean a not English thing. Uh, like David Pasternak, I would put an E in there and then I would not put any of the accents. So let's like, let's, let's not even pretend that there is a single hardest name in hockey. <laughs> like, let's just not. Because there are, what, what there are, are shit ton of really, really hard names. And then like Jamie Benton. <laughs> 
And you can still spell Jamie wrong. You can also still put only one N in Ben. So, I mean, like, there are all kinds of things that you can do. There are names with no vowels, even. Yeah. What was the name on the jersey in that one SNL skit? Brady Shea. Brady Shea, yes. Spell Brady Shea, Carolyn. <laughs> well, I only know how to do it because I used to work in hockey. Uh, no, I can spell it if you need me to. But No, I know how to spell it. Okay. Just making I, sure I, everybody like, knows that I know how to spell it. I'm sure that everybody knows that you know how to spell it. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying there's a lot of hard names. I feel like with our trio of spellers, though, Dallas would be in good hands. Yes. Absolutely. I think so. I think that's safe to say. Congrats, guys. Winning the spelling bee, even though you'll never listen to this podcast and shouldn't because you're under 18. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> so, you want to talk about the best thing happening in hockey right now? Well, yeah. I mean, are we talking about the Texas Stars? Because... They're great. I'm just a little... Ooh, wait a minute! No! They're currently ahead! Yes, let's talk about the Texas Stars! <laughs> I believe, yeah, if we're going to really go correct on the topic, it's Texas motherfucking stars! Okay. That's how I like to do it. I didn't know they got... They were tied, and everybody was talking about how terribly they were playing, and so I was like... I don't know if this is that exciting anymore, but now they're ahead, so yes it is! <laughs> Sports! Sports! No, okay, so um, I actually made it out to the Cedar Park Center for game six of the previous round, um, and that was a roller coaster, but like a really boring one at, at times. <laughs> it was like a roller coaster that went on for like way too long you know how some roller coasters are too short and some are too long and you're like mm, you could have cut some shit out well this one was first way too long <laughs> it only had two really good drops <laughs> and it sent you upside down like three times but like in the worst places oh no yeah so I don't we haven't talked about that game but like I don't think because we haven't podcasted since then but um yeah, so that game was interesting. Thank goodness the Stars won because it was really close. And, like, the thing that kind of kills me about that series in general is they went up 3-0 in this series and then lost two in a row, and it was kind of like, you guys aren't going to do this to us, are you? <laughs> like, are you going to do this to us? If anybody would. If anybody would, it would Stars, right? But, no, they did not do this. But it was, it was so close. Like, they're... They were up 1-0 in the game. And it was one of those motherfucking 1-0 games, right? It was 1-0, and then it was less than two minutes in the game, and the fucking Ice Hogs scored. And I was livid, because it was a work night. Oh, <laughs> and no. I was so over it. So, they... Uh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because the Texas Stars Twitter, there was a new tweet, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, no, 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 no. But it was just a gif of the goal, so it's fine. <laughs> um... Uh, so yeah, um, and then with like two minutes left, the fucking Ice Hawks scored, so we went to overtime, and it was a work night, and I was really mad, and then, so we have the entire intermission, like the 17 minute intermission, and then we have another 20 minutes of play, right, and it's just back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and McKenna, who had been like, solid as a fucking rock all night until that last, you know, like play, like, goal at the end, was really having to die for shit because the tech, the rest of the stars were just so tired. Poor little booze needed to go home and go to bed. But they couldn't because they couldn't win the motherfucking game. So they were just really slowly and sadly skating around. <laughs> and, then, and then with eight seconds left in the first overtime, they fucking score. And I was like, you couldn't have done that eight seconds in? But whatever, it was fine. It was fine because then they scored and I could go home. <laughs> Didn't have to wait around for another intermission and another freaking round of play. But it was really cute because, like, McKenna was doing this little, like, arm pinwheel thing and, like, they were just all huggy and happy. It was great. I love watching. 
I love me. I love me a good handshake line. They're great. Yes. We are super pro handshake line. Especially, I also love... Handshake lines are the best, not only because, like, sometimes they're really cute and huggy, but also because sometimes people are real fucking salty about it. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't remember seeing anybody that was real salty, but, like, it was super cute because, like, Mackenzie and McKenna were at the end of the line and, like, really taking time with each guy to talk to them, like, and say, yeah, I don't know what they were saying, but, like, they were really taking the time to, like, you know, stop and look the guy in the eye and, you know, talk to him a bit and then give him a little hug and a pat or whatever and walk on or skate on. But it was, like, it was cute to see those two in particular just be like, nope, we're going to – I mean, Mackenzie's the captain and McKenna is, like, the veteran on the team or whatever. But it was just really nice. So, like, you guys are just adorable. Uh, so, just a quick update, guys. Texas Stars lost their first game, which was a barn burner, 6-5. Uh, and they are really cur- fucking score. I know. They were really, you know, 14 or busting it. Probably, I think that's probably, like, the worst game score-wise McKenna's had in this run. But I don't know um, off the top of my head. Uh, but the other thing that uh, – so, they're playing right now. As Marin said, they are leading 2-1. They may score, may change by the, well, will change by the, t- or the game will end when this podcast is going, so we will know. <laughs> yeah. The big kind of controversy, I guess, right now is that Denis Gurianov was a healthy scratch for game six that you saw and is a healthy, has been a healthy scratch uh, for the first two games of this series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, they've just been wanting more out of him. It's been kind of invisible is the word I keep seeing thrown around. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out for the hardworking prospect. Sean Shapiro, obviously, big fan of Sean Shapiro, had a really great film room article on Denis Gurionov um, earlier this past week, um, specifically because he kept coming up after the healthy scratch. And people are like, is his progress stalled? Should we give up on him? What's going on with Denis Gurionov? So... Check that out if you're very interested in in Dallas Stars prospects. Um, But we also have a reader question about the Texas Stars playoffs. Uh, What's that question? (laughs) Working on it. Larry Joe asks, look into your crystal balls and prognosticate the future for Curtis McKenzie and Justin Dowling after their terrific showings in the Calder Cuff playoffs, please. Oh, Lord. Let's see. I don't know when they're... uh contracts are up let me uh curtis mckenzie it's this year keyboard strokes keyboard strokes keyboard strokes dowling is up after next year so dowling will be back next year barring a trade mm-hmm. uh, but yeah curtis mckenzie will need a new contract i i mean he's the captain i couldn't see them not re-signing him uh, I've actually seen um, some of the AHL reporters talking about how what he's doing right now is basically making himself a better catch on the uh, open market. I mean, he is. Don't get me wrong. Like, that right. would happen. But I think the real, like, truth of the matter is, is that for both McKenzie and for um, Dowling, it's they've hit their ceiling. Like, they will always be AHL guys. Um. I don't see it. I don't see them being NHLers full time ever. I just no. don't see it. Um, they're both twenty-seven. Like, it's done. Right. It's, the decision is made for them, basically. So you know, I would love to have Curtis McKenzie back on the Stars. He plays really well on the Baby Stars. Um, he's been a great captain. We love him as a captain. We love him as a call-up, even. But. If he leaves, I mean, best of luck. Like, I like the guy. I like him a lot. I don't see, I don't see anything other than AHL in their future. What do you think's gonna happen with our goaltenders? I have no fucking clue. Remember that whole thing about like, I don't know what's gonna happen next year. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. It's gonna be a crazy ride, a wild ride. I suspect we'll sign somebody who's not very good to be our backup for the NHL. I mean, you cool. don't have to be very good. You just have to be okay All right. to be an NHL backup, usually. And hopefully Ben Bishop will be healthy enough to play several uh, several games. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Do you want to talk about happy things? Uh, Sure. You want to go first? 
Sure. I had a hard time coming up with a happy thing for this week. I had, I'm not going to lie, like, I've had some pretty up and down weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I'm choosing to focus on the positive for my happy thing rather than something else. And so I've been working, I've been trying to like work out and lose weight and get fit recently. What was that noise? That was my, my text message noise. Sorry guys, I got a text message. Uh, so I've been working out a lot. Uh, and May was kind of rough for me as far as getting like actual time to work out or whatever, but I've been walking at lunch at work and like running on the weekends and stuff like that. And on Tuesday, I just posted my very best, uh, personal best since I've started running again, which is last summer, basically. And then I quit for a little while and took it back up again in January. And so I ran a mile in 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Oh, nice. Pretty dang good, especially considering I was at about 14 minutes in January. And even beyond that, like, I do, like, a lot of body weight exercises. And, I mean, I have no strength whatsoever. Don't get me wrong. But I'm doing, like, those push-ups from my knee, but, like, kind of like a plank. But you've got your knees on the floor. So right. Some support. And when I started doing them, I could only do six at a time. And I just did 10 at a time for my sets this week. And then when I started doing planks, and when I started working out, I was only doing like 10 seconds. And this week I did 20 seconds in my plank sets. And so, I mean, it's really nice to see progress, even though a lot of times I don't, I kind of get down on myself and I don't feel good about it and stuff like that. So it was very affirming to have have some really good personal records coming up this week. So I, I'm trying to focus on that. What's your happy thing? So I've had a weird week this week, but um, one small, I'm going to do two, because one small really happy thing is that uh, my saltiest fuck niece smiled at me when I went over there on Friday. And you have to understand that for the last, I want to say, four or five months, every time... I walk into a room, my salty niece frowns at me. And not just frowns, but, like, looks like I'm about to steal her or, like, kill her dog or, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, like, when I say frown, I mean, like, there's a scowl, like, the eyebrows go, and the only thing that makes it okay is that she does this to literally everybody, but I walked into her house yes on Friday, and she smiled, like, huge smile, and then her mom, like, walked closer with her to me, and then she started frowning, and I was like, okay, just go back over there where she was smiling, because I just... I just need to bask in that for a moment. So that was that was one thing. And then um, the other thing is, like, the last two Saturday nights, I have gone over to my friend Anna's house, and we've had game nights. And, like, I just haven't had that in a while. And it was, like, those were just really fun. Like, it was a really – both of those nights were really, really cool. Like, just good nights. Board games. Yay. Really delicious food. Drinks. Great times. I That sounds awesome. Yes. Yeah, I've been really social lately. Like, it's, I mean, it's good, but also, like, I also <coughs> very ready for this weekend, which has been me in my house doing the things that I want to do, which is, like, write and yeah. put together my table. I just saw a picture of it on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I uh, drove Favor for the first time yesterday, and so most, not most, but, like, four hours out of my waking time yesterday was spent driving Favor. And, um, it was fine. It was fine. It was mostly fine. But I was also, like, by the end of the time I was doing it, I was like, I'm so fucking hot. I just need to not. So today I was supposed to do it again. I had put myself on the schedule, and I took myself off of it this morning. So I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. It is just too hot to exist. I am not driving today. And it's only June 3rd. I know! That's the thing that sucks! It is only June 3rd! There is so much more of this summer to get through! <laughs> it's not fair! <laughs> so mad. Okay. <laughs> so you want to know what the actual biggest happy thing is in the last two weeks? Our excellent listeners! Yay! Okay, I'm so I was looking at the schedule side. No, what's up next? <laughs> so last podcast, we put out a call. We said we had two tickets to the NHL draft and two tickets to the Chase Rice concert, donated by a friend of the podcast, 
Jason at a damn it Jason fame. And we said the only thing you needed to do to enter this draft raffle ticket thing was you make a donation to Donors Choose of any amount. And as we said, Donors Choose is a organization that takes um, proposals from teachers for various grants, uh, basically to for various projects that they need grants and funding for. Um, and that can be anything from iPads to uh, rugs for their classrooms so that kids can like sit on the floor and play Book. to just books to basic health supplies like toothbrushes and stuff and because of you guys we were able to raise $80 for schools that's awesome which is ridiculous thank you guys so freaking much that's amazing you guys are truly the best and the perennial happy thing of the podcast absolutely so what I'm going to do right now is roll my die and see who wins tickets. And we will email you. And that is Jada! Jada Yay! wins tickets NHL draft. Thank you so much, Jada, for entering this drawing. Thank you to everybody who entered. And we will be DMing you soon to let you know that you won. So we can get those tickets to you. Do you want to go on to reader questions? Let's go into reader questions. I'll read the first one since it's about the NWHL. <laughs> you can also read the second one then. <laughs> cool. Okay. So Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, NWHL signings started for next season. Projections for returning U.S. Women's National Team players. Um, so I haven't seen a whole lot of signings so far. Um, just because I've been really offline recently just because I've had so much work to do. Um, but I did see that Haley Scrimura is going to be back with the Buttes, which obviously I follow the Buttes. So I'm pretty excited about that. She was, uh, don't remember if she won Rookie of the Year, but she was certainly in the running for Rookie of the Year. Um, but projections for U.S. women's national team players, I definitely think, um, I definitely think Knight and Decker and most of the Pride team will be back. They just announced the coach for the Pride team, and it's going to be one of the coaches who has uh, who helped coach the Olympic team. And then they also announced, and this is very exciting, the coach for the uh, Minnesota Whitecaps will be Rob Stauber, who was the coach for the U.S. Women's National Team. And he did get a lot of pushback um, for his lineup decisions. For instance, Carpenter um, not playing on the team. But I do think for the Whitecaps, uh, I think you are very likely to see, for instance, the Lamaru twins. Um, I think Hannah Brandt played for the Whitecaps last year, and now that they're officially part of the NWHL, I think she'll play for them this year as well. Um, I think you'll see a lot of the Minnesota-based, Minnesota-slash-Midwestern U.S. women national team players go there, whereas some of the other ones that are more have been living in Boston for several years or have a lot of family out there, those Boston players will probably end up going back to Boston. I don't know what Carpenter will do. Um, it's, I don't, I think the CWHL is still gonna have the Chinese teams next year. I mean, heck, the the um, Vanka Rays went to the CWHL final, which is awesome. Um, and if they do, I would imagine Alex Carpenter probably plays for the CWHL again. Um, because of her father and the connection there and the money. Um, but I'm not sure how long that partnership was meant to stay intact, so I don't really know what's kind of going on there. I've been so out of the women's hockey world. I'm like very much like a supporter on the sidelines at this point <laughs> that I just don't have a whole lot to say about it. Well, that was more than I would have said about it, so that's cool. <laughs> It's not that I hate it. It's just that, like, I have got too many things to pay attention to. Yeah, no, I totally right feel now. that. I totally feel that. That's kind of where I am with everything right now. It's like, oh! So much I happening. support you in my way, but yeah. I can't actually watch you. Yep. It became a country song. I don't know how. <laughs> it's an accident. I'm sorry. That That's the real Dallas pregame show, is, like, taking anything and making it country. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. 
Okay. Daisy asks, what do you think about the two about the new NWHL two-player comparison tool? So I actually opened this up and clicked around with it a little bit before the podcast, and it's pretty freaking neat. Um, this was put together by uh, Mike Murphy. Um, well, data the data comes from Mike Murphy. Uh, game score was put together by Sean Ferris. Um, and the Viz, which is a really nifty uh, Tableau um, graph, kind of similar to the hero charts, if you're familiar with those, um, was put together by Alyssa Longmuir, which I am sure I am mispronouncing because I am me. And um, it's really cool. It shows the, you can pick any player um, and kind of pick any of the seasons that they've played and get the, see where they show in percentiles. The default is Brianna Decker versus Brianna Decker. So obviously it's perfect. And it's really, really cool. I think uh, I am so excited that people are starting to really dig into these kinds of stats um, because the more that people do that, the better chances that we will have more stats to look at basically and there's a lot of like proof of concept I guess that people expect from women's sports that we don't get um, until like it's like chicken and the egg right like people want the concept proved out before they have anything to prove but the cool thing is is you're really starting to see especially uh, women's hockey fans just take what's given to them and do whatever they can with it. And I think that's really, really cool. So I will link that to everybody can play with it on when we put up the podcast. Cool. See, it was good that you asked those two questions because this is an excellent question for me to ask you. Oh, Lord. Andrew LA, friend of the podcast, Andrew asks, would Marin still hate the ducks if they were relocated to Prince Edward? <gasps> that's rude. <laughs> It depends. Is Corey Perry still on the team? Because Let's assume yes. Then, yes, I'd still hate them. Just based on Corey Perry alone. But they wouldn't be the Ducks anymore, I would assume, on Prince Edward Island. They'd be something adorable in Prince Edward Island-y. The loons. <gasps> <laughs> what was that noise? That was an, I really want an NHL team called the Prince Edward Island Loons. <laughs> Especially if it comes with a really kick-ass jersey, but not Corey Perry. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't help it. That man is garbage. He all, always has been garbage and he always will be garbage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But What would your kick-ass jersey look like? Oh, God. Uh, well, first of all, I would have more stripes. I just love a good stripe on a jersey. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. I mean, it would be a color that we don't currently have. Purple. I was about to say. I have a lot of feelings I mean, about that. It's, it's Prince Edward Island, so I feel like you'd also have to have some green in there. But, like, that could be an uh, Purple color. and forest green. Green. Great colors. Great fucking colors. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like any combination of that jersey with that adorable name and being on Prince Edward Island would be, like, tailor-made for me to love it. As long as Corey Perry wasn't there. Okay. I kind of love our fictional team also. <laughs> Can you imagine Anne of Green Gables fiction where... She is, like, also a Prince Edward Island Loons fan. And Gilbert plays for the team. Or she plays and Gilbert doesn't. One of the two. One of the two. I'm f actually fine with either. Yeah, like, fucking somebody do it. Somebody write it. Somebody Make write. it happen. Make it happen. Make my dreams come true. I will totally read your Anne of Green Gables fan fiction. So would I. Fuck yeah. Andrew has a second question. Which, actually, we probably should have asked earlier. Andrew L.A. asks, can we get Chrissy Teigen to be Bishop's backup? Okay, do you know why he asked this? Yes, I have seen it. Okay, yeah. Well, so, for the people who haven't seen it... Chrissy Teigen tweeted out that she would make a good NHL goalie. And I can't disagree! Right? And it started out with... And it started this whole conversation with the L.A. Kings, who are That's obviously trying to get them... <laughs> 
It's over! They won! Woo! Series tied, bitches! Heading back to Texas. The Texas Stars held Toronto to four shots in the third period. Well, apparently they got their shit together. (laughs) 40 minutes late with Starbucks. (laughs) Alright, sorry, I'm tweeting that. (laughs) Keystrokes, keystrokes, keystrokes. Keystrokes, keystrokes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Chrissy. So Chrissy Teigen would make a great goalie, and I think we should get her as a backup. And if only it would, she'd be the most distracting person we could have. And it would automatically bump the Dallas Stars back up to the top of the hot list. Fuck yeah, it would. Also, we would have the best Twitter presence. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just by default. You know what's funny though is like I feel like Chrissy Teigen is one of those people who it's like who I mean and I don't mean like not actually I don't feel like Chrissy Teigen would be like this but I think she would also be one of those people be like wait you only want to pay me this much to be a goalie <laughs> like yeah like I live in LA and I know how much like other people make in other sports <laughs> hockey only makes this much like I went on a date and it was kind of hilarious because like he was a big NBA fan and we were watching the final um and we were talking a little bit about and he was asking me questions about hockey you know he was he was being interested in things I had to say and he was like yeah hockey players don't make much right and I was like no they don't comparatively and I was like the biggest contract in the NHL is 12.5 million dollars and he was like that's that's the biggest like he was like it was astounded him that that was the biggest contract um yeah that that's it Anyway, I would fucking love Chrissy Teigen to do... Like, it would be amazing if, like, ideally what would happen is that, like, July 1st, teams would try to get her on as a UFA. And, like, there would just be a ton of, like, videos of, like, teams pitching themselves to Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. That would be the best. Yeah. Do the thing. Do the thing, NHL. Do the thing. Okay, is it my turn? It is your turn. Andrew Lefebvre asks, Phil Kessel to the stars. Possible? Impossible? Jim possible? Nothing is impossible when you have Jim on your side. When you have the trinity of Jims. The holy Jiminity. 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 That sounds like a salad. Like the divinity salad thing. (laughs) Jiminity. The holy divinity. The holy divinity, which is just a fruit salad. <laughs> Trying to explain divinity salad to people outside of like the Midwest South area, like like Northerners mostly, not <laughs> Northerners, Northeasterners. Yeah, is like a fucking experience. <laughs> I can't say that I've honestly ever tried, so I imagine that is the case. Like. So, there, I know there are actually quite a few of you who listen to our podcast who are not from Texas, have ever been to Texas, or ever planned to go to Texas. I wouldn't come here. It's too fucking hot. <laughs> Stay far away. Stay far away. So, for those of you who don't know what divinity salad is, it's basically all of your canned fruit cocktail, especially the maraschino cherries and uh what are those mandarin oranges yes. those, are big those tiny little mandarin which i mean like they're delicious it's fine and then you put that in a bowl and you cover it with cool whip and you call it a salad no you forgot the gelatin there's also gelatin I, yes and i think the gelatin is an option i've had both with and without the gelatin but yes and sometimes frequently Sometimes there is a lot of pineapple, and sometimes mm-hmm. there is also cream cheese. It all depends on your recipe. But either way, it is canned fruit <laughs> with cream. People call it a salad. And sometimes you freeze it or refrigerate it so that you can mold it into a shape. Yes, sometimes it is molded. That is true. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's the most like Midwestern thing those ever come out of the midwest see i i've only i i had not i did not know it was a midwestern thing i thought it was a southern thing 
I think it's both. It's definitely, like, I think there's, like, a big, strong... Like, people, you know, talk about, like, the Rust Belt and, like, the Bible Belt and shit like that. There's, like, there's, like, a full-on canned food L that goes through <laughs> the country. Food L. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. There is, indeed, a canned food L. Uh, okay, but no, we need to go back to talking about Phil Kessel. <laughs> Uh, Phil Kessel to the stars. I mean, I know we're looking for a winger. I don't think Phil Kessel's the, like, it is hard for me to say why I wouldn't want Phil Kessel, but I just, in my gut, I say I don't want Phil Kessel. And I know there is actual issues. Like, there's some people that are like, he has a bad defensive game. And like, they say that shit about John Klingberg and I may want to stab them. But when people say that about Phil Kessel, it's actually kind of true. That he what? He has a poor defensive game. Oh. And that's fine because the penguins are I fucking almost called them the pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The penguins <laughs> I mean it are, is a team in Pittsburgh. I know, I mean I wasn't wrong. I wasn't far off, I should say. Uh I was like, no, you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the penguins aren't 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 a particularly good defensive team, nor do they care to be. No. Like, that's the other thing. They don't actually care that much about defense. Um, yeah, not when they've got fucking Sidney Crosby and Gino Malkin as their one-two punch for like the rest of time. Right. So they don't. They can. They can transition very, very quickly, and whatever mistakes they make on defense, they can transition into offense fairly easily. Um. That said, fuck scoring. Scoring is so good. We could use some scoring. We could use some scoring, or like it when people score like it when people score too get the points do the thing get the points do the thing um i i would just say not impossible and not even i wouldn't even call it like unlikely unlikely i would just say it's i would say probably on the lower end end of unlikely like the upper end of unlikely i guess i should say below 50 percent in likelihood wow that was a really complicated way to say you didn't really think it was gonna happen i mean i don't really think it's gonna happen i just also wouldn't be like surprised if it did like, it's not, like, a sure thing, obviously. There you have it, folks. But it's not, like, the most Carolyn out of Carolyn says. <laughs> you heard her. Phil <laughs> Kessel to Dallas. Calling it. Yeah. Calling it. All of that to say, calling it. <laughs> All of that to say, this is definitely happening. <laughs> heard it here first. All right, Garrick16 asks, what fictional characters would have would have been the best or would be the best hockey players at each position? Okay, so this is a broad question. It is a broad question. I think Dracula would be a good forward. Holy fuck, that's even better. Yeah. I think I mean, I I want to say he's either a really good forward or a good goalie because I feel like in goal he has those lightning quick reflexes. But he's no, also. I like him at forward. I do too. I do too. I think he's probably a little bit better at that, like laser-like focus to get it around the other team's goalie. Uh, right, I'm going to restrict this question to, since you started off right, you started off in a really good foot. I'm going to restrict it to old-timey monsters. Okay, uh, the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say old-timey. <laughs> the Kraken is our defenseman. <laughs> Hell yeah. You don't want the Kraken in goal? I want Cthulhu in goal. <laughs> okay, Cthulhu's kind of a Kraken. Though. I know. We can have them both, though. <laughs> we, no, one Kraken per team. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Kraken in, Kraken in goal, Frankenstein's monster as defense. Fuck yeah. You guys wanted to shut down defensemen. Talk about fucking Frankenstein's monster. Shut everything down. Shut everything down. I also feel like he should be paired with me. But I think his D partner would be the Wolfman. Or Grendel. Oh, like Grendel, like like Beowulf Grendel? Yeah. No, I want Wolfman. I want somebody rangy who can, like, transition it when, after Frankenstein's monster gets a puck. He can jump into offense if needed. No, no, I can see that. Yeah. Do we need Grendel then? Can Grendel play forward? I don't know. Can Grendel play for it? Grendel should probably be a good center. All right. Yeah, Grendel at center. Dracula at left wing. That's perfect. He's got fucking wings. 
who who we got on right wing? Mummy's too slow. Sauron. Sauron is not an old tiny monster. <laughs> More old tiny than right now. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of my shelf of Lord of the Rings books is why I thought of him. Um, Besides, if we want Sauron to do anything, we want Sauron as video coach because he will never fucking miss a trick. That's true. That's true. Sauron as video coach. All right. Got it. Can, can, can we make Moby Dick the coach? Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just made me laugh. Uh, I don't really know who I want at right wing. Dracula, Wolfman, the Mummy, uh, Grendel, fucking Swamp Thing. That's fine. Swamp Thing at right wing. Or the Blob lines. that ate Manhattan. <gasps> I know. I was about to say, the blob that ate Manhattan is absolutely the back of Gully, because fucking nothing would get through him. <laughs> absolutely. All right. <laughs> Could you imagine one of the other team trying to rush the net? Get stuck in the blob's, like, grossness? It'd be amazing. Okay, yeah, we got it. We're done. Boom. Fucking monster team. You're welcome. Prince Edward Island loons coming to you soon. <laughs> Yes. Uh, next question. Okay, Josh Craig asks, I know this is basically what all the reader questions are at this point, but could you nickname the boys with some Amish names? So I did some research. Can this again? <laughs> Hang on, I'm also going to do some research right quick. And the first thing that popped up when I searched Amish names was fantasynamegenerators.com. Excellent. And it has an Amish name generator. Ah! These are so good. Kemuel Ringenberg. I don't. I don't know what we're doing with that. I feel like that's like Klingberg's alter Amish alter ego. ego. Kemuel Ringenberg. Jethro Ramsayer. Philemon Farney. Johannen Rediger. Johannen Springer. Jairus Verkler, Ephraim, Ephraim's a good old one. Malkiel. Mm, Who would be the Ephraim of our of our hockey? Um, I feel like I feel like Ephraim is like a Jason Spezza. Yeah, I could see Jason Spezza as Ephraim. That yes. Elias Helmuth. Sounds like Hellmouth. Zadok Zug. So, I actually used to live in Amish country, just so you guys know. This shit's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't mean to, like, I don't mean, like, crazy from, like, a, like, oh, fuck their religion or whatever thing. But, like, no, they for realsies. They don't do buttons. No buttons. Uh, they only use, like, hook and eye clasps. No mirrors. No pictures. Because that captures your soul. Jamie would be Jebediah. Yeah, yeah. Elnathan. Elnathan? Elnathan? That's quite a name. Well, if we do get Phil Kessel, there is an Amish name for him. Uh, Philemon. Excellent. Philemon. Matthew Miller, that's bullshit. That is very bullshit. Nathaniel Smith, don't give me that shit. No one wants that shit. That's just boring. That's just boring. Netabaya. Netabaya. Man, they do make some real good pie, though. They make some real good pie. They do. They do make good pie. They have good vegetables, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them at farmer's markets. But also, every once in a while, your school bus would get stuck behind an Amish buggy. and it would Oh, no, I know. so hard. Fuck them so... Because in that area, all of the highways are, like, one lane, basically. Like, two-lane highways. And so, like, you can't pass. That's... Just gotta wait till there's a you part of the road that they can pull over. shall not pass. And they, like, build all, like... They still use, like, the old style of building buildings and stuff like that, too. It's crazy. Like, I... It's unbelievable that it still works. 
Yes. <laughs> it is. I don't, I really don't have anything else to add. I really like their quilts. They do make great quilts. And they have good furniture. They have all built very sturdy with the old style stuff, like putting in pegs and shit. If there is one person on the Texas Stars who you would trust to build you a piece of furniture, who would it be? On the which stars? The Texas or the Dallas? I might have said, I might have said Dexas. You did. To be honest. Yeah, you did. Uh, Dallas. Okay. Dallas Stars. See, where is, where is Sean Horkoff when I need him? <laughs> he should be coming in as our assistant coach is what he should be doing. Seriously. Who do we have on this team? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Don't, don't. Let me look. 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 Because it is not Jamie Bennett, nor is it Tyler Sagan. Fuck no, it's not Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan, I wouldn't even trust to put my Ikea furniture together. You know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. God, I don't know that I would trust any of them. You know who I, I have an answer? I feel like... I feel like... I feel like Dan Hamhuse would be good at putting furniture together. I don't know why that... that strikes me though I think I figured out the one thing this guy is good for is it Martin Hansel it's gotta be Martin Hansel the man has an Amish name already Martin Hansel he does have an Amish name already that's true he's the furniture man the Ikea builder of the Texas Stars I mean he's not playing at all so gotta do something handy gotta do something handy oh my god Carolyn what? Jamie Ben turns 29 this year yeah. He needs a cup. We know. We can't leave it on that sad note. No. We can't leave it on that sad note. Oh, God. Uh, I went to Twitter. <laughs> and Ringo the Ringtail, uh, the cat that is the mascot for the Texas Stars, posted a picture of John claude Van Damme doing the splits. Because the series is split and honestly it's a really creepy gif i'm not gonna lie and we're gonna leave it on that note <laughs> i'm carolyn you can find me on twitter at classlicity i'm i'm marin if you really need to find me i'm on twitter at marinish don't know why you would want to though <laughs> because she's gonna retweet this creepy gif i'm uh... actually in the process of doing it right now you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey, and you can email us with longer questions or comments at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. And our official blog is DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. And congrats again to Jada! Thank you guys for entering! Yay! Bye! Bye!